So file uploading is the next feature we want to add to our application. And we're going to talk about how to do this in pure Rails, as well as using the carrier way of gem to simplify things considerably. So what do we want to upload files for? Well, our books like Mastery could use a bit of sprucing up. They could use an image for the book cover, and it would be nice if we could click on edit and see a file field and be able to upload an image there. So that's what we're going to do. Um, this is pretty straightforward. However, when we do this, we're going to need to do a fair amount of work because we have to understand how uh, Rails works internally a little bit so that we can place the files in the proper directory so that they're available for the browser. So if we jump into our terminal and we take a look at the public folder, this is pretty special. So the public folder is static files that are served up by your web server and they hit before Rails does. So if you type in 404.html, it will bring up the 404 page just like you see here, but this is not being served up through Rails. It sees 404.html inside this folder right here, and it immediately serves it up. So there's no processing going on. There's no uh, database lookups or hitting your Rails routes or any of those things. It sees the file name and it serves it up. If this didn't exist, then it would go through Rails and try to look for a route and go through the regular process. But it doesn't because uh, this URL matches exactly that. So we're going to take advantage of this knowledge and we're going to put in here a folder for the book and the book covers. So we're going to have to design how that works so that we can properly implement this and handle it. In our terminal, we can go into the same public directory and list out the files. And if we think about it, this is the perfect place to put our uploaded images. We can store them here and they'll be served up without ever processing through Rails, which will be very quick compared to going through Rails since they're static files. So in here, we want to separate everything out very cleanly because things can change in the future and we want to be ready for that. So uh, for now, we're just uploading images for books. But what if we want to add avatars for users later on? Well, that means that we should separate those out into folders at the highest level. So if we make a directory called books, here we can store all of the images and file uploads for books. If we make images and avatars for users, then we can have a users one and separate those two out cleanly. So inside our books, let's talk about what else could change. What if our books have multiple images? What if we have an image for the book cover, for the back of the book? What if we have an image for the author? Um, all of these mean that we could have more folders inside of here for every single book. So at the next level, we want to add a folder for a dynamic folder name that is the book uh, database ID or the uh, database slug. So we're going to use the database ID because the slugs can change and we're just going to stick with the IDs to keep it simple. So book number two I happen to know is mastery and we're going to hard code an image in here and test it all out. So if we create 
book number two here, and we dive into that. Then we can talk about what we just mentioned, where what if the book has a cover, a back cover, or an author image. So in here, we want to separate those out. Um, we don't have those yet, but we want to think about it in case we ever do. So here we're going to put the cover folder, and then inside the cover folder, you're going to be able to upload the file directly to this folder. So I'm going to simulate that by just copying an image in here and saving it. So we could rename the images, but it doesn't really benefit us that much. If we keep the original file name, we can save this mastery cover.jpg into the database and then our book knows that, hey, it does have a cover. So if that field is empty in our database record, then it knows that there is no cover and we can use re regular Rails active record code to skip the image. And if it does have one, it can look and point the image tag to this folder. So this is how we want to structure the folders and the image uploading uh, at the very lowest level on our file system. So if we dive into our code, we can, in the show view, we can do something like this, which is still somewhat hard-coded. So we can say there's an image tag for slash books, slash book ID, and the cover, and the file name for that book cover. And if we open this up now in our browser, go to mastery, the image loads. So this knows to automatically look for the image where we stored it. And if you paste the image URL into your browser, you can see that it's book slash two slash cover mastery cover .jpg, which is exactly the same folder and file name as we just created in our terminal. Now that we figured out where we want to save our images on disk, we can go to the edit form in the new form and begin adding the file upload field as we had planned on in the very beginning. So we need to add the field, we need to have it save the file, and we also need to save the file name into the database record. So let's start with the form. If we open our form, we can add a new form group for an attribute that I'm going to call cover. So we can add a file field here for cover and save our form group. And now if we refresh the page, we have a cover attribute that we can upload. So if we upload the mastery cover again and update book, nothing changed, nothing crashed, but it didn't actually do anything. And the reason why is because if we go to our Rails logs, we can come back to the patch method that we just saw and we can see unpermitted parameters cover. So the cover file is being uploaded and as you can see here it is an action dispatch uploaded file instance. It has a temp file assigned to it and we can see the file name and the content type and everything about it. And that means that our file is being uploaded correctly. However, we're just ignoring it when we receive it. So we need to go into our books controller to actually allow it to happen. So if you jump down to the bottom, 
you can add cover into the book params method as a permitted attribute. So this will now allow the cover image to be submitted and it will try to assign it to the book. However, on the book, we don't actually have anything but friendly ID on there. We've never added a method for this cover and we don't even have an attribute for the cover file name that we need to save. So let's start there. Let's go into our terminal and generate a migration called add cover file name to books and we'll add the cover file name attribute as a string and run our migrations. We finally have everything we need to actually upload and process this image and that's what we're going to do now. So if we add an adder accessor for cover, this allows the controller to assign the image we uploaded to the cover attribute on this book. And then we can go doing the actual saving into the file system where we want. So if we add an after save callback, and we'll call it save cover image, this allows us to take that temporary file that we uploaded and really save it into the public directory like we talked about. So we only want to do this if there's a cover image. So if this is nil, then we won't uh, try to save the image again. So then we can add save cover image method. If I spell it right, we can then take and set up a couple things for the, the, this method. So first we want the file name that we want to save to. And the file name we want to keep the exact same as the cover and we'll just assign it the original file name. So then the next thing that we want is we want to save the folder to a variable and this is going to be on our Rails and server file system. Um, and this is going to have the database ID and the cover folder in it. And then next, we want to actually create this folder. So we can use a library called fileutils, and it has a makedir underscore p method on it that allows you to create this entire folder structure. If it didn't exist, it could do it all in one swoop. So it's nice and convenient for us, rather than having to check if public exists, if book exists, if ID exists, if cover exists, it can do it all at once for us. So once that folder is created, we can actually go and copy the cover image into this new folder. So I'm going to do it by creating a new file and we're going to join the folder and the file name together. So this file.join is going to say public books to slash cover and then slash mastery cover.jpg for example. And then we want to make it a writable file and we're going to write to it with the contents of the cover image. And then we can close writing the file. And last but not least, we need to get rid of the cover image now that we're done with it uh, so that next time this wouldn't execute again. So it'll only happen once. And then we can update this book with the cover file name and the file name that we had set up here. 
So what this does very simply is it creates the folder, it writes the file to it, and then it updates the book record with the file name. So we can add a new file, different file name, and it will always know which one to point to. And this line is very important because if you don't have it, it will go into an infinite loop and continue trying to save this cover image over and over and over again. Now that we have the file uploading working, we can go into our show action and we can remove the hard-coded file name that we had before and replace it with book.cover file name. And at the end here, we can add if at book.cover file name question mark. So this will only display the image if the book has had an image uploaded for it. So now we can go into our public folder again and let's remove the images that we have and the folder that we created before. And then we can go to our application, we can go into mastery. There is no image being displayed and if we edit and we upload mastery's cover image, now it displays and if we go back and we go to how to win friends and influence people and do the same thing, we can see that it also displays properly. If we go to one of the books that I haven't played with, you can see that, um, of course, there is no image here. While this code isn't terribly complex, it starts to get pretty nasty if we start adding in image editing, like cropping and resizing, and even doing work like uploading these images to Amazon S3 or Rackspace Cloud Files makes this a whole heck of a lot more complex. Not to mention, if you want to add an author image here, you pretty much have to duplicate everything we just wrote. So what we're going to talk about next is how you can use Carrier Wave to replace this. But now that you have a good understanding of why this is important and how Carrier Wave works at the very most basic level, you'll be able to actually use Carrier Wave pretty extensively and it won't feel like just random magic that someone put together for you. So now that we've designed our own mechanism for uploading and storing files on our server, let's take a look at how Carrier Wave does it. Now the one thing that I want to point out here is that Carrier Wave has a concept of an uploader. And an uploader is a Ruby class that is defined and it inherits from Carrier Wave's internal helpers. So it has a class that you basically you mount on your active record model that says Okay, any interaction with this cover attribute will be through Carrier Wave. So it's going to help you store the file, whether that's on your local server or on Amazon S3 or Rackspace Cloud. And it's also going to handle all of the image processing that happens. And you can also do things such as uh, configuring the storage directory where your files are saved. Um, so this is what the uploader is designed for. It's to encapsulate all of the logic that happens inside of your application when an image is uploaded. And the reason why they do this is because, like we talked about earlier, if you were to have an image for the book cover as well as an image for the author, you might want to process those separately. So one of them might need to be a certain size and the other one might need to be a different size. Now you can create two uploaders and separate all of that code out very cleanly in between the two. So to transfer over our custom file uploading 
system to carrier wave we're going to first install the carrier wave gem and that goes in our gem file at the bottom and we can run bundle install and restart our rails server and then we can run the rails generate uploader command to generate a carrier wave uploader I'm going to call this one cover so that it generates the cover uploader and this will be what we use to handle cropping or whatever else we want to do with the cover images. So now that this is generated, let's take a look at what it does. In here we can see at the top there's a couple comments for uh, plugins to carry your wave that you can install that allow you to use image magic to do image cropping and scaling. So if you'd like, you can follow the carrier wave um, readme and learn about how to install image magic and enable these features. The next one is a storage file, which basically tells it um, save to the storage directory here that we've chosen. So this is very similar to how we laid out the folder structure for our book covers. What they do is they have the class name of the book first, then they have cover, uh, which is what the uploader is mounted as, and then the model ID. So that is how the, the st file storage saves uh, to a certain location. And then at the bottom, you can override file names and you can also enable a whitelist of extensions so that only JPEGs or GIFs or PNGs, for example, are allowed. And um, the option underneath storage file is called storage fog. And fog is the uh, Ruby gem that allows you to interact with uh, remote file systems, basically. So if you're going to use Amazon S3 or Rackspace Cloud Files, or you want to do something uh, different, you can use fog to interact with those remote systems and then when carrier wave receives a file that's uploaded it will go and save them remotely so uh, this is how carrier wave defines all of its customizations for an upload and you just simply configure it in here there are only two more things we need to do to finish installing carrier wave um, and that is to rename our column on our books table uh, and change cover file name to cover and then we need to tell the books model that the cover uh, database column is where we want to store the uploaded files so the first thing we need to do is to run a migration to rename cover file name and we will just dive into our editor and uh, add in the rename method here. So if we go to our migration, we can add rename column on the books table, and we want to rename cover file name to cover. So we can save that and run rakedb migrate to actually run that. And the last thing that we need to do is go into our book model and we delete all of the code that we wrote before and we can simply replace that with mount uploader on the cover attribute and we will mount the cover uploader to handle it. 
So anytime that a file is assigned to the cover attribute on a book, Carrier Wave will step in and handle it and do everything that you've defined in the cover uploader. So um, with that, we can take a look at our Rails application. Uh, it's uninitialized constant because we need to restart our Rails application. And if we restart it now, everything is set up properly after we've installed Carrier Wave. And now we can come into our book and we'll see that the image tag that we're using before no longer works because we don't have the cover file name attribute. So with Carrier Wave, the way to access the images, um, it's very simple and much cleaner than what we wrote before. So here's what we wrote before and here's what you can do with Carrier Wave. So you can say image tag for at book.cover.url and that's as simple as it is. So they take the cover attribute and add some uh, methods onto it to retrieve the URL for it and we had to build the URL ourselves. Now we could have spent a whole bunch of time you know, moving this in to make something compatible with Carrier Wave but there isn't really much point in doing that when you can just use Carrier Wave and we can, let's just comment this out and take a look and make sure that um, the new image tag is working but because we've uploaded the images to a different, a slightly different folder name it's not available so we're going to add the same thing here and say if at book.cover question mark and make it so that the image does not display if Carrier Wave doesn't see a cover. And this is a little bit better um, just because it's very clear if there's a book cover. So our code is really readable this way with Carrier Wave. Um, and it makes a big difference as your application gets bigger. So we should be able to now go into edit and we'll re-upload the masterycover.jpg and there we go. Um, if we want to compare this to before, we can open the image in a new tab and take a look at the URL, which is just about the same. It's now in an uploads book cover and then the database ID. So ours was the database ID first. Um, it doesn't really matter either way. Uh, the way that I designed it, where you have the database ID first, means that all of the images for a single record are in the same folder, which can be pretty convenient if you're going to do some manual um, work on like messing with images uh, on the server. So uh, that is Carrier Wave, and uh, I hope you learned quite a bit about file uploading. There's a whole ton to it, and I highly recommend checking out uh, Fog and playing with Amazon S3 because I think it's free for a year and it's worth checking out.